Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lynn Sanity Podcast, part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before we get into the podcast, just want to give a quick shout out uh, to you incredible listeners uh, for all the uh, the effort, you know, and all the you know enthusiasm that you give for the network. We got Alex working on Alex and JD working on the NBA. Uh, we got us working on college basketball, getting ready to gear up for the playoffs. Uh, we got a, a Zach Griffith cameo helping us out for the rest of the for the rest of time. Uh, it's about damn time, Zach. Just like a cameo that we've been uh, talking about. Uh, certainly, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited to, to kind of see what you know Zach is going to come in here and, and provide for us, and uh, and more to come. So. Uh, without further ado, Bryce, let's just get right into it. Final four NBA. It's all basketball, no football today. Um, let's just start with this final four because, I mean, I'll be honest with you, Bryce. I don't know if any of us could have predicted this four, right? None of us could have thought it would have happened. None of us would have said Florida Atlantic against San Diego State might have been one of the better final four games in the last five years. And that game was incredible from both sides. I guess before we get into the deep dive of kind of what we thought happened, um, what a game, what a game, right? I mean, just two teams really mm-hmm. battling it out and, and San Diego State pulling away. You know, I mean, it's it, I, both of these teams have both grinded out W's throughout this tournament and both teams had to try to grind to get this W too. I mean, it's it's almost kind of, it was kind of expected, at least from my standpoint, I feel like it was going to be a close game. It was going to come down to it. But, I mean, it really, really came down to it. Um, just shots after shots, de- good defense, uh, both sides. Came down right to the buzzer, man. Right down to the buzzer. Oh, Beautiful. for sure. For sure. I mean, it's it, literally right down to the buzzer. I thought Florida Atlantic had control of the game. And with a minute left. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, it felt like it. Um, and I'm going to tell you right now, like when I think about the way that game was playing, I thought Florida Atlantic was really going to take it, was going to take it all. And, and I mean, I'll be honest with you, you know, Zach or, you know, Bryce, I, I thought that coming into this, I thought that San Diego state really didn't have the offense to come back from something like that. And you know, they were able to do it in the in the biggest spot uh, at a final four in a neutral court. And you know, I'm gonna give them credit for it because of really just how they how they were able to get it done. I mean, you're looking at, you know, an offensive team where, you know, you had Bradley get back into a scoring groove. Uh Ladee was able to make some plays for them offensively. And it didn't feel like it was necessarily pretty. But the stats actually suggest that it was pretty good for them, 44% and 50% for the three-point line, Bryce. I think that might have been the difference. That might have yeah. been the difference. We can sit there and talk about a buzzer beater all we want. But if you're if San Diego State is shooting 50% for the three-point line, that that that's something that you're going to take. Well, yes, but I, I'll point this out because I that, that stat kind of caught my eye as well. But they actually hit the same amount of three-pointers as FAU. They both hit nine. And San Diego State made two more baskets um, than than FAU. Um, the free throw free throws were just about even. San Diego State had twenty two. FAU shot twenty one. FAU did make more of their free throws. 
Um, so, I mean, it really came down to a field goal. I mean, literally, I mean, it, it clear as day. So that might be a little misconstrued, but I mean, definitely more efficient for San Diego state, as far as an offense goes, especially from the three point line. So, I mean, that, that's still good. I mean, I'm not discounting that. I do have an interesting, I, I, maybe not interesting, but I do have a take. I am very confused right. as okay. to why Dusty may, I think Dusty may made a very bad decision during the game that I okay, think can, right, may, may have cost him this. Oh, Okay. So these teams, they do have some depth. I think San Diego State's depth was is better. Yeah. But Giancarlo Rosado came in Damn. for them. He gave them 18 minutes. In my opinion, that should have been higher because he was hitting shots that he was missing earlier in the tournament and just really wasn't good that great offensively. But he finished the game four for four, but only played 18 minutes. And then I look at I look at Vlad Golden's numbers and he had he put up five and four. He's seven he's seven feet. What did yeah. he really yeah. what did you he really it. bring to why yeah. not why not ride the hot hand? You are in the final four. And take it from from Villanova, right? They rode DiVincenzo. He was playing out of his mind, and Jay Wright just let him go. Yeah. Like why wouldn't you why wouldn't you let Rosado go on offense? Just, just Play him until he just shows a dramatic drop off again. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, and he was, I mean, and they were efficient shots. It wasn't like some garbage shots that were just falling. Well, I mean, they were legitimate fadeaways in the paint. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would be like, oh my gosh, he should be taking those shots every time. But I mean, he was making them. And at some point, you're going to have to, I would have suggested that they just kept going to the well there. And he had three assists too in yeah, eighteen he, minutes. Yeah, he was making plays. That's that's an interesting take because I, I, I think defensively both of them were the same. Golden and and Rosado, yes. I think were both. The, it wasn't like I got a drop off over the other there. Right. Um, physicality wise, I didn't see the drop. That's a fair point. Um, I thought Martin did literally everything he could do for this Florida Atlantic team. Talking about just yeah, the I mean, players what else that, do you want? <laughs> you know, absolutely put on a show for, for, for Florida Atlantic to try to get them into the game. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, obviously what got them the win, what got San Diego State the win was Lamont Butler uh, hitting that shot. Heck of a shot, um, man. I mean, yeah, I guess Bryce, like what he was going think? nowhere. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about what do you think about the shot? And, you know, we always sit there and there's always the, you know, I don't know if you've ever noticed this. Uh, Bryce, but you know, it's how like every game winning shot, it feels like every game winning shots a mid range jump shot, even though basketball says they don't use mid range jump shots. I was getting ready to make that point. I was getting ready. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's, it's an interesting, it's interesting to consider. It feels like every mid range shot. It feels like there are so many plays determined by the mid range shot. Yes. Like, I guess I, it's, I don't know. I mean, if you're good at making them, you're good at making them. Lamont Butler was good at making them. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the thing, right? So so to go back to the play, first off, I mean, Lamont Butler dribbled all the way to the corner and he just kind of thought this is just going to be, this is a panic play. And Dutcher had a timeout and he didn't take it. 
which I thought was interesting as well. But mm-hmm. he dribbled down to the corner, not not to the three point corner, but but uh, but short corner. He dribbled short corner and crossed back over. He had no choice but to, to take the shot. So I was kind of surprised that defense the defense didn't tighten down right there. I mean, surely you got to know in your head. There's only a couple seconds left. He has to shoot this. Like he doesn't have time for a pass. He has to shoot it. You got to lock it down. But they gave him enough space, and he just. Yeah. He just rose up and just knocked it down. And mad respect because a lot of kids are looking for a, a three, a, I a agree. swish three, yeah. right, to win it. It's yeah. a big moment. And yeah. I get that. But you only need two points. You don't need three. You need yeah. two. And the more efficient shot is a two-point shot. Yeah, I agree with the, that. The mid-range is a lost star. That's why I like watching guys like Kevin Durant and Mar DeRozan because they can knock them down. And yep. that's how their scoring averages go up. Their efficiency goes up. And that's why they're talked about in the league. I mean, not every player can be Steph Curry. No. You know, and that shouldn't. And, and I think that's like what everybody thinks they could be. And it's just not how basketball works and operates. I, I, I agree with you, Bryce. I, I thought that him going in, looking for a two, intentionally looking for a two. You know, I get that you have too much options, but. I thought that was interesting to note. Um, and in general, like, I, I just think that San Diego State, I mean, they got it done doing their doing their thing, grinding the game out the way they did, getting it, you know, getting stops when necessary. And, and the offense just kind of kept going in the second half. And, you know, that put the Aztecs in position, obviously, be the national championship. Um, UConn, um, spoiler, won the national championship. Uh mm-hmm absolutely took it to the woodshed in my opinion against Miami Bryce this was not a 13 point game no uh, I personally think this was a 20 uh, I just thought oh, you yeah. dominated on both sides they limited Miami Miami just back I mean honestly went back to the aggression they were shooting so they were shooting so well all tournament they just they just had a really really steep decline Mm-hmm. And you know, thirty to thirty, and some of that you know should be credited to UConn, absolutely defensively. But I, I do think that the shooting regression was there for, for Miami, and you know, UConn for the most part, you know, Sonogo inside just just too dominant, and uh, you know, twenty one and ten, and it just felt like Connecticut as a whole beat Miami, uh, just pure talent and honestly, coaching. Blair and Edgar got out coached. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you, are you here to publicly put some respect on Dan Hurley's name? I mean, I think Hurley should get a lot of respect for this, for this stretch of, of basketball. Does he have your respect? He has my respect. Heck, heck of a job. Danny Hurley. Danny Hurley outcoached Laranega. He outcoached Laranega, and then they beat Dutcher at his own game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like if you ask San Diego State the pace and how they wanted to play that game, I would argue that was it. Yeah, and they, I yeah, really they just would. It him. wasn't necessarily. It didn't feel super fast. I don't have the stats back up, but it didn't feel super fast. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like you know a lot of sets were being ran. Um, now the execution of those sets obviously wasn't great, but. Like, I thought UConn beat Miami at what Miami does best. Uh, you know, getting out in transition, making life easy, getting the ball to Sonogo, letting them run down the court. Um, 
I, I thought I thought that Miami game, Bryce, is, when they won that game, I was like, they're not getting beat. No, not- heck no. Heck no. They look they looked super impressive in this game. Sonogo shot nine of eleven from the field. Uh, I mean, just incredibly efficient as, as UConn and Sonogo have been all tournament long, and they do just play a team brand of basketball. That is, it, they're just so complimenting of each other. Yeah. Sonogo down low, Hawkins shooting the three ball, Andre Jackson uh, distributing, and he just knows when to cut to the basket at the right time. Yeah. I mean, his cuts were incredible. I mean, he'd get such easy baskets. We saw him against Zaga game, and we see him in this Miami game here. And yep. he doesn't score a lot, but when he does score, it's very impactful because they're, yep. they're just easy shots, and he knows his game. He'll take he'll take an ill-advised three, you know, just to try to keep him honest. He's not a three-point shooter. That's not his yeah. game, and he knows it. Yeah. But if they're going to leave you wide open, I think San Diego State did a couple times, and he took them, and they were badly missed. But you you, you, you got to try to make him respect you. I, I I don't mind that. It's when you keep shooting it and you know you're not going to make it. That's what makes me mad. He doesn't do that. Uh, no, but, I, I mean, Newton, you're right. solid, solid point guard for them. And they got good bench. They got good bench play. Calcaterra, great yeah, pickup in the portal. Uh, just an energy guy, shooter, can really finish and transition to. And then a lean from Virginia Tech. He's a solid pickup, too. I mean, they just came together and just made it happen. Miami, welcome back to reality. 32% from the field, 35% from three. Only 12 free throws. Thought that was interesting. As compared I, uh... to the Texas game. I thought rumor has it. I uh, I thought the insurance company could have boosted the percentage up. Ah, uh, well, well, their checks got bounced because they already spent really? so much on. on well, they're good with the math. They're good with the math. I'm just surprised the math might have been able to bump it up a little bit. Maybe they just would have stuck some points on the board at the end of time. You know, like Goodbye. you would it upward. You have to memorize your Bible verses to get thirty points in the first half. <laughs> Look, when I got when it comes to when it comes to this when it comes to this like you know brand of of you know basketball for Miami. I mean, obviously this will be a different team in my opinion. Uh, I think it's going to be a different team because I don't think they're going to be near as active with the Poro. And you know, Jordan Miller's gone, and and I just I just don't think that. I mean, look, Larry Nugget. He kind of let his players play. It's like kind of the NBA. I don't care how talented your team is. You can't do that in college basketball. No. Um, he got away with it, in my opinion, because of the shot making. That's going to happen. Um, that's going to happen. Shot making is going to happen in the NCAA tournament. Uh, teams are going to make bar runs because they made their shots. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I'll give credit to Miami. They certainly were able to do that. Uh, but this was a team, Bryce, that, Almost got beat by. I mean, I understand the score was a score, but Indiana second half of the game, they had Miami, they had Miami down their throats. Mm-hmm. That Drake had him as well. Yeah, um, it just you know sometimes it's just about making shots, and obviously moving into the title game. I mean, Bryce, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I mean, I, I just I don't even want to talk about San Diego State's title game. I just thought it was horrible. Oh, they were churches. Eleven minutes without a field goal. I mean, it, this was the San Diego State team. Everyone thought. Yeah, that's what we knew. It's going to be an NCAA tournament, and yeah. it just never happened. Did and you? Did you UConn's ever balance. see? Oh my goodness! Did you ever see Dan Hurley sweat on the sideline like he would at all the other games? He knew it from the tip. He did, though. He, he knew did. it from the tip. He did. If they just go out and play this game, they're going to win, and it's not even going to be close. 
Well, and Tristan, dude, I mean, have yourself a oh day. Oh, my goodness. Have me a day in the bank account, but you, Tristan Newton, have a day. 19 and, 19 and 10. Uh, for the, it's for impressive. Newton. From a point guard. From a point guard. You know, Sonogo was great, 17 and 10. I mean, UConn in general. I mean, when Sonogo gets going, that's normal. Oh, but yeah. Newton, Newton was something else. And yeah, I think he really flipped the game. I just don't think San Diego State had a guy at that point who they could really put on Newton because they needed to stop Hawkins and because they were trying to put so much on Sonoma. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when everyone's a threat on the floor. You got it. Your rotations have to be clean every single time down the floor. You, you really can't help. Even if you want no. to help on Sonogo, you can't. And, and that was very, that was established very early on. San Diego State tried to play him straight up uh, with with uh, um, with Mensa yeah. and a robe and Lidi, and you just can't. No, you you're, can't. You're not. You're not going to be able to match him. Sorry. No. You're going to have to hope uh, Sonogo misses shots, and he didn't miss shots. He was five and nine from the field, and you and they fouled. They fouled a lot against UConn because they couldn't keep up. Yeah. Just, I mean, incredible dominant run from UConn. Their their average uh, margin of victory for this tournament was twenty points. And think about all the coaches that they beat, and yeah. not to mention the teams. Right. Rick Pitino, uh, Eric coach. Musselman, Mark Few, right. uh, Jim Laranega. I mean, just the names yeah. right. that, that Dan Hurley collected on the way to the title. Incredible run. Yeah. Incredible run. Had they played like Kansas and Bill Self, I still believe UConn wins. Still believe that. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I, I they played really well, and you know, some would argue, Bryce, that this is a blue blood school now. Some would argue that they were already that type of school, but certainly, this makes the UConn basketball reputation more established. Um, I think Dan really cemented his legacy there after a little bit of like, okay, what's going on, like. You're not really winning a lot. You're inconsistent. You're up and down. You can't win in the tournament. Early, early kind of proved that that you know what he needed to prove. Um, he right? It, yeah, it he did. He did. Um, and and, and I'm gonna, I got to give him props for that. Uh, Bryce, do you have any? You have two or three takeaways, just general. You know that the tournament's over. You know about this year's tournament that maybe changes your viewpoint of future tournaments down the line. Well, I think that no, I really just have the one. Uh, the transfer portal and NIL has changed the the playing field here. Um, you look at a team like Miami, obviously NIL uh, plus the transfer portal helped them. But then you look at a team like UConn where the, it was just the transfer portal. I don't know that their NIL is, you know, really outstanding. I mean, it will be now. But, I mean, they picked up guys yeah. like Calcaterra and, and Elite. Just, yeah. just glue pieces, right? And they just wanted to win, you know. You so right? I and I, I think when you look at some of these other teams, um, you know, they're I think they're going to be more active. I mean, we've already seen a bunch of big time players enter the portal. Brandon Newman from Purdue just entered the portal today. Caleb Love, mm-hmm. uh, L.J. Cryer. Um, I don't know. Kerr, Kerr from Arizona just committed to West Virginia today. So, I mean, we're seeing guys enter the portal. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be almost a different landscape every year. 
where you think a team is going to be whole, you know, they're going to return a lot of guys and they're going to be whole. Well, we don't take into account that they're just going to, they're just going to bounce from the program and join another program. Like it's going to look drastically different year to year. Now it's interesting. Is it good for the sport? I don't know if the NIL wasn't such a big thing. It probably would be good, you know, with the transfer portal, but I don't know if this NIL stuff, cause it gets, it gets dicey really fast. It needs regulation. I'll beat think, that drum all day long. Yeah, I think I think there's got to be some regulation, and I think there's got to be change in the portal. I shouldn't be seeing uh, maybe make them sit out that year, the title weekend or something. I don't know. Like, I, you shouldn't be able to transfer places like consecutive years. Yeah, but yeah, maybe you get like one That's, transfer. You get like one or two transfers, or if you use the second transfer, you you're out one year. I don't know. You got to do something. Uh, because I just don't think that does anybody any good um, in terms of, you know, recruiting and, and, and how that's going to impact. I agree with you. You know, the teams that are ahead of the curve in that regard uh, are going to make things happen. And Bryce, uh, another point that I, I noticed, I think you would probably agree, is I think you have to recruit internationally. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're yeah. looking at we're looking at a lot of players from. You know, I mean, a Sunogo, et cetera, throughout this entire tournament, you could name guys. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you have to be able to not only recruit the states, but also be able to have the resources to go international. Um, and I think and really have the scouting and prowess to know, you know, how is this player going to benefit from the college game and how could he benefit in our system? And, you know, I think there's so much that goes on with college basketball and high school basketball as well, in terms of the way that people view recruiting in the United States. And it's like, well, I mean, you never know who could be out there who could use college basketball and who might, you know, take advantage of it. Oscar Shibway, Sunogo, et cetera. Uh, I just think that that's another thing I'm going to be very curious about how many teams like start really trying to adventure out in that, how many teams don't, try to use the like I mean we're seeing some teams adjust their strategy. I mean Kentucky was all in on the portal. Kentucky's going right back to getting freshmen again. Yeah. Um Duke is going down the freshman trail. Can you win with that? History says no. You have to have experience around that. I think I think that's what the portal and the and the NIL can give, you know, these these schools that are trying to recruit such heavy Every great freshman class. I agree with you. It was a fun tournament to look into. Um, certainly, you know, great to cover it as always. And, uh, you know, love being able to talk college troops, Bryce. Oh, yeah. It's always fun, man. I always love that time of year. Oh, yeah. Well, it's time to turn the page, baby. But it is. It is time to turn the page. And we got to get our general thoughts on. We, we don't want you guys to just sit here and listen to us talk about you know, the next league and, and not really get our thoughts on anything that's going on right now, because, you know, this time of year as well, uh, this podcast likes to get into the NBA playoffs and specifically kind of what, what we're feeling about the league. Um, obviously with the network, Alex and JD will be taking one conference. Um, the Linsanity will be taking another conference. Uh, those details have not yet to be uh, confirmed, but, we have an idea, but we don't really know yet, so we don't want to touch too much into it. But uh, Bryce, I guess I, let's let's start with the Eastern Conference. 
Um, I mean, right now we've got, you know, I mean, the teams, the names are obvious. Milwaukee and Giannis and Boston and Jason, you know, Jason Tatum and Philly with the MVP and Cleveland and New York. And, you know, like that's kind of the top five right now. Playing is kind of at this point, we know Atlanta, Toronto, Chicago, Miami, Brooklyn are in that vicinity. Uh, Bryce, I guess just let's, let's look at the top of the conference. Everyone wants to talk about the top of the conference. How do you feel about the top of the conference right now? Cause it seems like Milwaukee, Boston, and Philly have separated themselves into another tier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, they have. I mean, behind, you know, MVP candidate Joel Beat, um, Philly's really been, really come alive. Um, that probably sucked for you to say, didn't it? So you had to give more uh, credit? I, well, there's a but in there. <laughs> there's a but in there. But... You have to rely on a 30-plus-year-old James Harden to try to take you to a, a title. And let me tell you, let me just be on brand here. Give me my camera. It will not happen. Daryl Morey, you will never get a title with James Harden. Let me break it to you. This is a two-man race, in my opinion. This is going to be Giannis and the Bucks versus Tatum and Brown in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's not close. It's not close. And you know it, Caleb. It's not Bryce, even close. Bryce, you're falling off the Harden stock? You're done with Harden? You're I've been done. done. No, I've been done. He's not. I Look, man, respect for taking a, a team-friendly deal. But what did what did they do with it? They got you wash P.J. Tucker and wash Daniel House. Congratulations. <laughs> you didn't like McDaniel's move at the deadline? No. It was a good move. No, you get rid of uh, of of uh, of Matisse Thibel for what? McDaniel's. I like McDaniel's. Over Thibel. McDaniel's. I mean, they're both the kind of same. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What? What's the point? Your what point was, was point it wasn't a big upgrade. Your point Stupid. was it wasn't a big upgrade. Dumb. Daryl Morey will never. Who's to say back season better? Who's it to say back season better? Back season. They are what they, you are. What you are. By the time you get to the playoffs, you are what you are. You better hope Joel Embiid doesn't come up with like a thumb injury or something. He's he's been the most dominant player in the NBA. Okay, that's fine. Okay, prove it. Be, they might be Boston or Milwaukee. <laughs> You're gonna move the goalpost. Anyway, no, I'm not we'll moving the goalpost. I'm so saying do, do it like, and right? prove me wrong. So is Milwaukee the favorite to you? No. Who's the favorite in the East? Boston. You have Boston as a favorite. I like Zula Boston. It's the job that is the first I, year I, I like I like Boston. All right. If, if Rob Williams is healthy. Sorry, let me preface it with that. You want the team healthy. You want the full team healthy. Well, yeah. All right, all right. All right. Playoff time, maybe. I, I mean, what do you think? I'm, well, the problem is I'm... Are you I'm, writing bucks? I have a tough time or, not or is to it, bet against... Not, you know, not... Ignoring Giannis here. I mean, I well, just well think, who's your future on? Go on. Let's hear it. No, I don't have a future on. I don't you don't have a future. No, not on these two. No, not on these. Not on this. I only, only little future I have that's potentially a sprinkle in the East that's worth something is, uh, is Philly to win the East. I got it at pretty good. Oh, my God. Are, are you than, kidding than, me? No, actually, I'll take Oh, give me a break. It's well, it's about to go down. It's about to, it's about to go down because uh, Milwaukee's up by nine. Uh, if hmm. they win, they clinch the number one seed. 
There you go, folks. So that future is going to die. It's not about to die. Dead. Well, well, I really would like to see, honestly, I would like to see Philly against Milwaukee, but unfortunately, I bought tough. But I I just, I look at the, I, I look at a couple things, right? I think that, you know, when I when I see the Eastern Conference, I just have a really tough time betting on Giannis. It's one of his more underrated seasons. But Bryce, I, I I mean, I know you can say this about a lot of NBA teams at the top in general, okay? But my hesitancy towards Milwaukee is I don't think they're near as deep as they've been in the past. No, I I don't think not. they're near as deep in the past, and I absolutely believe. This team is too reliant on a three-point shot. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I, that's my one concern with Milwaukee. Now, obviously, you could say similar things about Boston, and I think the way that they try to play. But how much do you think that? I mean, as weird as this sounds, how much do you think the three-point shot is going to affect the East? Because I think when you look at the top of the top of that, when you look at the top, especially, I think that's what's going to separate the cream of the crop. How many good nights of three-point shooting can you get in the playoffs? Well, I think it's whoever's armed with the better three-point shooters, and I do think it's Boston at the end of the day. I mean, obviously, a three-point shot is a massive thing in the NBA now, thanks to Steph Curry, right? I mean, everything's, you know, if it's not a dunk, it's, you know, and it's not a fadeaway mid-range, it's going to be a three, pretty much. So... Uh, I would like Boston in a three-point shootout because we know we know Jason Tatum can deliver the goods. Um, you know, Jalen Brown can knock down some threes. Marcus Smart can. Uh, even Al Horford can, who they rely on in the playoffs. Um, I would assume it'd probably be similar uh, to, mm-hmm. the, uh, to the game plan last year is put Al Horford in some of these spots yeah. in the playoffs. So, I mean, I would like them over – over Middleton and Holiday and, and guys like that. I, but, yeah, I mean, Milwaukee isn't as deep as they were, you know, the year that they won the title. It's not. Uh, I mean, you're, you're relying on, you know, Jay Crowder, which I, I don't know how much he really moves the needle for you when you, when you look at this roster. Yeah, you need Brooke Lopez again to be to, – to make, to make threes. I mean, it's just – I'm you don't trust him as your No, I mean, but, but Giannis, Giannis is the great equalizer right now in the league. If you got Giannis, you got a chance. So I'm not, I'm not saying this is a done deal. Right. But I do like Boston more than I do like Milwaukee at the moment. Fair enough. Uh, bottom half of the East, you know, Cleveland, a team that I thought was going to be, I mean, I shouldn't say aren't good. I mean, they have, they got, they have 50 wins. You're doing something right to get 50 wins. Uh, New York. Uh, Brooklyn obviously fraudulent, but they're in the they're they're the sixth seed. Uh, Miami uh, in the seventh seed. I mean, Cleveland, New York, because obviously they're they're, they're they got to get healthy, right? I mean, obviously mm-hmm. we don't know what what's going to happen with Randall. Uh, but how much do you think the Cavs could present some challenges? I mean, a fifty win team in the fourth seed, a team that's got you know some you know that's got some fun players. Guys that have proven to be good in the playoffs, guys who have proven to be big time shot makers. Do you give a team like Cleveland or healthy New York any chance of, of making some second round, you know, buzz? 
Yeah, Cleveland. They match up extremely well. Uh, I, I and first up, they're gonna dust the Knicks. How about that? They're gonna dust them. So there you go. So they're already in the second round. Okay. Uh, and then I think they match up pretty decently with Milwaukee. Okay. I mean, I'm Donovan Mitchell's legit. For those that didn't think Donovan Mitchell wasn't like an actual like star player, suck it. Uh, so I mean, he's he's incredible. Mitchell refused to give up RJ. But yeah, right, dumb, so dumb. Uh, but whatever. They they probably be they. In fact, if they had Mitchell, I would probably say the Knicks might have a chance, but they don't because they don't. They don't have Mitchell. So and, and with Mobley and Allen down low. I think that presents challenges for any team. I think Cleveland could push Milwaukee a little bit. Maybe a little bit. I, I, maybe six I like games. That. Maybe seven. Maybe six games, maybe seven. I, I, I could see it. I mean, I, I like the Cavs. I think they got ballers. Um, Donovan Mitchell, yes, 100%. Clutch player. I, I mean... He's got a massive opportunity in front of him. Garland will be in his first playoff series. It'll be fun to see those guys in big competitive atmospheres. Guess the Milwaukee team where, you know, it seems like Cleveland is a team that's going to be a force to reckon with for a really long. Oh, yes. We're just going to see what, what that stands for. And you're out on the Knicks. You don't think the Knicks provide any chance out, against the Cavs. Out on the Knicks. Out, out, on the Knicks. Out. out on the Knicks. Out on the Knicks. It'd be damning, in my opinion, if the Knicks lost to Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Would it be. would be damn. Yes, so, we don't. need we need Zach Griffith to comment on the Knicks. I, I it, Zach 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 might have a lot to say on the Knicks. Oh, <laughs> he, I'm sure he will. Cover the East. <laughs> we cover the East. He might have plenty to say about the Knicks. He might be wanting uh, Donovan Mitchell to cook the filet mignon on the uh, on the New York Knicks defense. I mean, look, <laughs> I, I yeah, I just think in general, I I I I don't know what to think necessarily of the Knicks. I think they've been better than I expected. Um. But at the same time, they got to get healthy. Um, I will say this about, you know, the net. The, I, I think, I mean, I, I the Eastern first round might be pretty open, you know, pretty much a blowout, honestly. Uh, I mm-hmm. think these series in the East might have a chance to be four or five. We might get good second. We'll probably get good second, third round matchups. But so. first round, man, I, we're, looking, we're looking at some lower end matchups. Duds, yeah. Well, yeah. So. <laughs> We'll have to see on that one. Uh, moving into the West, we got Denver. We got uh, – <laughs> I just got a message because uh, behind the scenes, we got Zach Griffith listening in on the podcast. He just said, I just want you to break this news on the Lynn Sanity podcast. I am betting the house on the Cleveland Cavaliers if they play the New York Knicks in the seven-game series. I am betting the house on the Cavs. That explains oh, everything we need to know. He probably won't even win, it, win anybody, Zach but he'll do it anyway. anyway. Zach just, is out on Thibodeau. He loves Bickerstaff. He loves Bickerstaff. He loves he loves the Cavs in this matchup. Mobley, Mobley against Randall. Zach's always been a huge Mobley guy. Mobley over Randall. Mobley over Randall. Cavs over seven. We'll oh, see how, we'll, to see how, we'll really have to get his takes on it once the playoffs get a you know really get going for us. But the West, um, Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, Phoenix, Golden State, Clippers. I mean, playing teams. Still somewhat of a race, you know. So I guess let's start there. Lakers. So we got basically 
Golden State, I think fair to say five through ten, somewhat kind of. I mean, Utah will be out of the race, but you 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 have Golden State, Clippers, Lakers, Pelicans, Timberwolves, Thunder, Mavericks. Can I be clear on something real quick? Sure. I just I'm so out on the Mavericks. Oh my. I'm out. The done. The dud. Pack your bags. Pack your bags, Bryce. Pack your bags. Thunder are better. The Thunder are better. They are a better basketball team. They're a better basketball team. They're better coached. I've criticized Dagonal a lot, but he's better coached than, than what they got over there. And Jason Kidd, Zach would love that statement. I mean, the, the, the Thunder in general are a team that, look, Looking at this play-in, we could have an incredible Western Western Conference play-in base because, I mean, every one of these games could go either way. Yeah. I mean, it really could. Any of them could go either way. I mean, the seedings are so close. I mean, I mean, we know you're a Warriors fan, but five through ten, what do you what do you like on, uh, on in the Western Conference? Don't uh, like any of these teams like at all. Honestly, like well, you do, ugh. you like the Warriors. You have a I do like the Warriors. I, I like that Wiggins is coming back. Tell me if I'm, no, 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 no. I asked I ask our good friend Zach Griffith that worked today. I asked him this question. All right. With Wiggins back. Okay. Would you be shocked if the Warriors made another title run? Yeah. You would be shocked. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it really depends on I think it really depends on I think it's matchup dependent for me. It's matchup dependent for me. If to be honest, I mean again, we can get into we'll get into it later, but obviously there is a narrative, a story about teams trying to pursue a six seed to face Sacramento, thinking they can beat Sacramento. Obviously, I think I think you and I are you and I think are on the same page on Sacramento. I know I know there's other people in the network that are really high on Sacramento, but like I I think that what's going to be interesting is a lot of it is also going to depend on how in the world these guys can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just face the facts, Bryce. You 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 have criticized Zion Williamson's injuries, and I and I get it. Well, he's on the court. I mean, he's he, he's he's a top ten player. Play, show me. He's got a chance. He's is supposed he? to play in a play. He's supposed to. He's supposed to play. My understanding. He's supposed to play. Supposed is he to, supposed to? Get, yeah, I thought he was. That, who knows? They keep telling us he'll be back. I mean, I look back, and they're like, ah, we'll revalue in two weeks. They 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 were forty and thirty nine. Give me the, give me give me the Pelicans over the Lakers. Are they gonna? So so remind me, refresh me. Yeah. So the play in. The seven plays the ten, right? I think the seven. I thought the seven played the eight, and then the winner of the nine ten played the loser of seven of seven eight. Oh, it is seven eight. Okay. And I think the Lakers are going to be the do or die. Ooh, that is Which interesting. Usually, okay. And I think they're going to be the okay. do or die, Bryce. So, okay. So, my opinion, my opinion, 
and we know it's coming. Right? I need that. Daddy, one. Daddy Silver, Daddy Silver is not going to let the Lakers <laughs> not make a play the the playoffs. We know this is a fact. But then they're going to get dusted by dusted. Probably Denver. You say dusted by Denver? Okay. You? Yes. Yes, but here's what I'm saying. You better hope to God. You better pray on your knees that Denver doesn't lose to whoever wins this play-in tournament. You better hope to God that Denver wins. (laughs) Because if they don't, there will be an apocalypse on this podcast. And Zach Griffith will be on here because he's joining us for the playoffs. (laughs) You will both be eviscerated off the face of the earth. Because I've been telling you guys for the past couple of years now that Denver is, is doing nothing. They will do nothing in terms of the NBA playoffs. And you keep telling me I'm wrong and that I don't know basketball. You tell me, no, 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 no. You told me that I'm wrong. You told me that I'm wrong. You, you get after me. You, you crawl up, you crawl up my tail and, and tell me that's bull and I'm, and that's garbage. Denver's good. Okay, great. Show it to me. And they haven't showed it to me. Power rank the West then right now. We had title. Power rank the West. Who's the West? Who's the West title favorite right now for you? Who is it? West title favorite? Right now. Phoenix. You got Phoenix number one. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, I agree. I agree. I got Phoenix. Phoenix if they stay healthy. And and until I see anything different, you're gonna hate me for this. Until I see anything different, um, right behind them is Golden State. No, there you, you go. see, there's see, your teddy bear. You're gonna why, cuddle why up like a teddy bear. You're gonna cuddle up the Warriors like a teddy bear. Order up the Snuggie. Order why up. should I think that? Tell, tell me, give me a reason why I shouldn't think that. Give order me a reason. Up the Warriors, give me a reason. The Warriors give me a reason. Order it up. Uh, it, give me it, a reason why I shouldn't think that. Inconsistency, lack of inconsistency. Oh. You really they okay. can't win on their own. Time out. You really they can't think defend. They can't, oh my! Okay. They can't defend. Okay. All right. Jordan Poole gets. It's like a free pass. Okay. It's like just uh, yeah. a class act. He's just a class act. It's it's like it's like you open. You know, somebody just comes in, and you know, you're, you know, heck, you're going to lunch with your wife or something. And you're just like, oh, I'm just opening the door for. Her. I'll just, I'll just open up and uh, you know the door for the guest that's right behind us. I mean, that's what Jordan Poole does. He just just lets people go by him and then generously gives them another opportunity to get another basket. The Warriors, the Warriors defensively, the Warriors defensively are best. The fact that you're ignoring that's ridiculous. The way, okay. It's ridiculous. They are best okay, defensively. Their offensive numbers might overcome it, but their defensive fine. numbers are best. That's Look, fine. I, All I'm saying is the stuff that I've that I trust I the Lakers more than the Warriors. No, that <laughs> no, that's laughable, Caleb. Okay, that's laughable. I do. You no, you don't. Yes, no, I you do. Don't. You trust freaking Austin Reeves, who's their third best player. I trust the depth of the Lakers, and I trust okay, the no, fact that I think LeBron no, and we're Anthony doing this. No, Anthony we're Davis doing is this. relatively healthy. No, stop. Okay, he does look good. Rank me, rank me the top ten players in a Warriors Lakers series. Man, we always like to do this. Yeah, see, 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 right, and this so is the go. telltale sign. Right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Here we, go. here we go. Here we go. Okay. So I got I got Curry, right? Curry's yes, the best Curry. Player in the series. Curry number yes. LeBron is the second best player in the series. Okay. Anthony Davis is the third best player in the series. Okay. Okay. Then, and probably the next six or next seven are Warriors. 
I'll go. I'll go. Healthy Wiggins as, as number four. Okay. I'll go with. Uh, I'll have to go with Thompson number five. Okay. Oh God! I gotta so go with Draymond, to go Draymond again, exactly. Six. And next would be Pool, right? No, not Pool's not. No, give me reason. You're kidding. Who? <laughs> Are you kidding me right now with this? Beasley, Malik Beasley over Jordan. Okay, all right, cool. Oh, just kidding, y'all. Take full. I get your thought. point. You, they have they have a better they have better depth. They have better depth. They have the Lakers, better squad. Lakers, Lakers, Lakers are playing. Lakers are playing. Lakers are playing. Lakers have been playing better than the second half of the year. If I'm going off what I'm seeing, seriously, who, who's the Lakers' third best player in your opinion? Seriously, That's the, that is their problem. I mean, Reeves is probably the third best player. Seriously, and 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 let me tell let me tell you something about Austin Reeves. Okay, <laughs> it, the NBA playoffs are upon us. Let me tell you something. The NBA playoffs are different from the freaking regular season. Okay, it's cute now, but when, what happens when Austin Reeves shoots one for eleven in a, in a pivotal game in a pivotal home game? That the Lakers lose to go Which down three zero, yeah. Then what? Happen. Yeah, it's, it, Austin Reeves is a great story, right? Yeah, it's cute. It's adorable. <laughs> Miss me so hard. Look, I mean, when it comes to this bottom half, I mean, I, I do think the Lakers could come in it really hot, but I also think at the same time, Bryce again. I mean, I think Minnesota. I mean, I know they got blown out by they got beat by Portland technically by the spread. It's one of the worst losses in NBA history. But I mean, I think Anthony Edwards plays well in big games. Would I be shocked if the Lakers can't get out of this? No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't either. Uh the Clippers, uh, I think the key for them is just purely health based. Uh, I think they're health based. I think they're a team that you just never know who you're gonna get on a night to night basis. Um, and, and that kind of leads me into this because right now, Bryce, they're the sixth seed, and apparently that is the gold mine in the Western Conference. Teams are intentionally going for the sixth seed because they don't believe in the Sacramento Kings. Bryce, would you be going for the sixth seed because you don't believe in the Sacramento Kings? Because I do believe in Sacramento Kings. I do. I struggle, I struggle with that just a little bit. I like them and I'm rooting for them. But if I had to target somebody, target. it's either them or Memphis. Because I think Memphis is not mentally there. See, I, that's what that, that's kind of been. That's interesting. You went there because I was literally about to make that take. I think the team that people should be targeting is Sacramento. They're good, but I They're think very good. If, They're very good. So, so I think if you got under, if you got under Memphis's skin, mm-hmm. I feel like they break because they have to prove that they're tougher than everybody, right? And Which they forget, they, they forget we're here to win games, right? Right. You don't need to prove that you're the bad boys of the NBA. No, no. Who cares? No, Dylan Brooks. Win. Yeah. yeah. Win. Win. Foul. Don't, like, don't brandish guns everywhere. They foul a lot. They foul a lot. I right. mean, I, don't I, be I, emotional, it's, it's, man. They're ta- I agree with you, Bryce. They're super talented. There's no denying that they're super talented. There's no denying. 
but I agree with you. You can make a legitimate argument to me to want to play Memphis. Now I get it. You're sitting there saying, duh, John Morant's a better player than De'Aaron Fox. None of us are going to disagree with that. But the duo of Fox and Sabonis, Bryce, I mean, I'll make, I'll shoot. Yeah, I'll make the stake right now. It's the most reliable duo in the Western Conference. Oh, interesting. It's the best duo in the Western Conference. It's the most trustable duo in the Western Conference. Okay. It's the most consistent duo in the Western Conference. You know what you're getting every night? Fox has been arguably one of the clutch players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't He's be really a necessarily hot take, Bryce, because you're sitting there and you're saying, I mean, again, you could come back at me and say, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. And you're right. Devin Booker and Kevin Durant are the two. That if you're just looking at one, two, those two of us. But in terms of what I've been getting on a consistent basis and considering Durant's return of injury, I think you can make a legitimate case that the Kings have the best duo going into the playoffs. And I understand. I think the problem with the Kings is defense. There are certain teams in that vicinity that will give them nightmares defensively. I mean, Corey might average 40 a night against the Kings. I mean, I really would. He really, he might, he might average 40 a night. Like that's the only problem for the Kings is defensively. They're not super strong. It's that they don't try. They're just not, just not their thing. But I don't know. I, I think, Bryce, there's a lot to like. Mike Brown, I think, has really proven himself as a coach. And Renaissance a fair uh, point. Mike Brown, man. I mean, yeah, I think he's, he's definitely got a trip on his shoulder. And I think that crowd is going to be like a college basketball crowd for the playoff home games. Mm-hmm. I understand that sometimes doesn't matter. Home court sometimes doesn't matter. I, I will make a case that it very much could matter in the West. Because when you're playing Denver in the altitude, when you're playing Denver in that altitude, which would happen, you're playing Denver in that altitude, and I'm telling you, Sacramento will be a barn. That'll be a college game, man. That'll be a college game in that crowd. That crowd will not will be unlike any NBA playoff crowd that's happened in the last 10 years. I really believe that. I think that crowd's going to go terrific. Imagine if that team wins game three, game two, or game one of the playoffs in a 360. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The light, the beam chance might spread over the whole city. Like Line up beam. a bunch of That's chemicals they got to clean out of there. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, they might, they, that is going to be a crazy place. I mean, in general, I think this conference is going to be fun to watch. Obviously, the Suns, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, they're the title favorites. Biggest reason why, Bryce, we didn't really touch on it at the deadline, so I guess we can talk about it now. You know, Durant's obviously now on the Suns. Brooklyn dropping into the you – know, I mean, basically, they, they are where they are in terms of the sixty because of what Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant did for them. But now that they're gone, Durant's into the, to the Suns. I mean, Bryce, he's, he's coming back, and oh, my gosh. I mean, it doesn't even look like he's – He's aged so a bit. He's so doesn't good, even yeah. look like he's aged a bit. And he's changed the Suns in the way they play. I think his defense, to be honest with you, his defense and his post and his ability to play in the clutch, that's going to give the Suns something they haven't had in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he could be very well a missing piece. It seemed like the the window was closing very fast for Phoenix, and then they pulled off this deal that had been rumored forever. Um, and I think it makes them title favorites now. 
whenever you can get one of the greatest scorers of all time onto your team, um, I mean, you got a shot, especially with the guys that you put around them, you know, like Chris Paul and, and Devin Booker. The only thing is that all of them have to stay healthy for them to the, for this to work. If they don't bye-bye title, it's going to be somebody else. Hmm. Uh, but I mean, Phoenix is looking good. They're seven and zero with Kevin Durant on the floor so far. They've won six in a row. So uh, they're, that's their streak right now. They're yeah. looking really good. Just got to stay healthy, man. Got to stay healthy. It's the biggest thing. Yeah. And obviously we'll have more of a concrete idea on who we're going to talk about, whether it's going to be the East, whether it's the West. And that's not to say that, you know, we might have some casual points to bring up when it comes to the other conference that we're not talking about as deeply. And, uh, but, you know, we will be concentrating more on a specific conference the power hour will be concentrating on a specific conference with general takes on the other conference. It's not like they're not, it's not like we're both just not going to talk about the other conference. We're not covering it. Just, it's going to look different. And, you know, I'm excited for it. We've done the last couple of years, Bryce. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be good, good for everybody involved. And obviously Stack Griffith will be on the podcast uh, with this, no matter what conference. Uh, Schmucky is. So once again, uh, Bryce, thank you for uh, coming on Linsanity. And obviously, uh, big week of playing, big week of NBA basketball. Pretty much we're in the last stretch of NBA basketball. And then we're in playing. And, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Very exciting times. All right. And once again, uh, don't be afraid to, to catch out all the podcasts we got. Give us a rating, five star, uh, five star for how it looks, because you know that's what you want to give when you see my face. Disgusting. Disgusting.